You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support. Welcome back into the program. Beyond the Game, Rick Benson, Zach Barletta with you. btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. I'm pleased to be able to welcome now into the program Aaron Bolomo. Aaron runs cross country and track and field for Roberts Wesleyan College. Aaron, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. In the fall, the Red Hawks swept the first four spots in winning the team's third straight ECC title. Three of those four top finishers were seniors as well as freshman Josiah Adelini. As one of those seniors, Aaron, when you look ahead, who becomes the leader of this team? And how do you like the shape of the program to be able to chase a fourth straight title? Well, that really was a special race at the ECC Championships this year where Matt, Keith, and I, the three seniors, we were able to go one, two, three. So it was a special moment, but it does, as you mentioned, it does leave a little bit of a void in the team, both in talent and in leadership. So I think the team has a bit of an interesting dynamic going forward that out of the freshman, sophomore, and junior classes, it's really the freshman that has the superstars with Josiah Adelini and Chris Sims. So it'll be, it'll be a young team. It'll probably be a redeveloping team in a sense. But there are some men in the sophomore and junior class that I think they'll play a supporting role athletically and could really step up to the plate and be spiritual leaders for our team, which is something we really value in our culture and our atmosphere and our program. Looking at your career individually, you were named an All-State athlete three times in high school back home in New Hampshire, and I understand you hold a few personal high school records. What is it about cross-country running that attracted you to the sport, and how old were you when you first took up long-distance running? I was actually a soccer player throughout middle school and my early stages in high school, and I just did track to stay in shape for soccer. So freshman year of high school, I ran 502 in the mile, which is not bad, but not nothing to write home about either. And then sophomore year, I had a breakout season, wasn't really doing anything training differently, but had a breakout season sophomore year of high school and ran 439, qualified for the divisional meet and realized it was all juniors and seniors and only three sophomores at that meet. Realized I had a lot of potential in the sport of distance running and had to make a tough decision whether to continue with soccer or pursue something that I felt I had a higher ceiling in. So I made a tough decision to give up soccer, join cross country, take my track training more seriously, and have never looked back. Let me ask you about Roberts for a minute. After spending your freshman year at Linden State, you transferred to Roberts Wesleyan College. Why Roberts? Can you talk about what went into your decision to leave home for Western New York? I definitely don't want to talk negatively about Linden State because I met a lot of excellent people there, and I'm still actually in contact with the the coach I had at Linden State. But I was looking for, after my freshman year of college, a more academically challenging environment than I was receiving at Linden. And Linden only had a cross-country program where I was definitely missing indoor and outdoor track. So those two factors, the academic aspect of Roberts with a more, more academically challenging program, and then also the ability to run track and field at the Division II level were big factors in identifying Roberts as a place where I could come and thrive. I thought it was interesting that on your bio, you actually list a favorite Supreme Court case, that being McCulloch versus Maryland. I imagine that few people actually have a favorite Supreme Court case. 
What is it about that, that case that you appreciate in particular? And is it something you think is fundamental to our normal walks of life? I'd actually forgotten that. I'd written that down in my biography. But I remember my, my AP history teacher in high school, he, would, he talked about this case in the sense that it seems very fundamental for how people look at politics and how we look at the Constitution. And we're still debating the same issue even these hundreds of years later. So that specific case, I believe they were talking about whether, whether the United States should have a national bank. And there were two basic sides, the strict interpretationists who looked at the Constitution and says, well, it doesn't say you can, so you can't. And then there are loose interpretationists of the Constitution who said, well, it doesn't say you can't, so you can. And I think we're still wrestling with that same question in terms of approach to government, how to look at the Constitution. And we've been wrestling with that question for the past hundreds of years in this country. You're a communications major with a specific interest in politics, while at the same time interning for the city of Rochester. I imagine that's a busy schedule. So has that busy schedule had any impact on your ability to train as a runner? I guess what I'm wondering is how much of a challenge has it been for you to balance academic life with athletics? It definitely is a challenge. One thing that helps us in, in, in terms of distinguishing us from some other athletic programs is we don't, we don't I guess, waste our time partying and being hungover for portions of the week. So that definitely plays a role. But it is a challenge. It is a difficult time balance. But that is one thing I love about Division Two that I feel like Division Two is the perfect balance of being a competitive athlete and competing at the at a high level. But at the same time, Roberts and Division Two is clear that you're a student athlete. You're not an athlete student. So I think we do a good job in our program balancing, but it definitely takes determination. It takes discipline. And it takes a focus in some key areas, which for that, it's our relationship with Jesus Christ, our academics, and then our athletics in that order. I could certainly appreciate the difficulty for student athletes of maintaining a healthy balance between academics, athletics, and yet still keeping that spiritual, consistent spiritual walk with God. So for the benefit of others who are listening, I often like to ask our guests about their strategy for staying strong in all those areas. So Aaron, let me ask you, how do you stay focused on your faith and ensure that your time with God is given a priority in, in that busy schedule? I read the Bible twice a day, every day. When I wake up in the morning, I do a passage in the New Testament. And then at night, I usually read a few, few passages, few chapters in the Old Testament. And that's something I really try to hit home with our team Bible study, that there's such, such a fruit and such a benefit from saturating your life in Scripture, immersing yourself and the Word of God. And just on a very basic level, I tell the guys that the Bible is the Word of God. It should be the authority for your life. And as David says in Psalm 1, he loves the law and meditates on it day and night. So that's the, the main piece of advice I have in that arena, is really staying saturated and immersed in the Scriptures. Once again, we're talking with Roberts Wesley and cross-country runner Aaron Belomo. Being away from your home, your family, of course your home church, is there someone, or, or maybe it's someone's, there on campus who's been instrumental in helping you to not only keep a faithful walk, but also encourage you to grow spiritually? My sophomore and junior year, uh, Professor Timothy Dwyer, he was incredible. He actually moved to Florida recently, which is real sad for the college, but he was an incredible man of God. He knew the scriptures so well. You could almost rattle off any verse or passage and you knew exactly where you were referencing. And he really hit home in all of his classes about the authority of scripture and how it should be, it should be essentially our, the lamp upon our path, as it talks about in the Old Testament. So when he first would say that, that he's based his life on Scripture, he immerses his life in Scripture, I didn't really understand it at first, but I think he planted some really important seeds in me 
that developed over time. And I still use him as a resource, emailing him from time to time when I'm working through something difficult in the faith. I'd also say my coach, Andrew Dorr, has been very influential. He sets, he's very clear when you come to Roberts that you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to be on our team, but he sets a clear atmosphere. He sets a clear culture that this is going to be a team where God is glorified. And then the captain my sophomore year, Kevin Brown, he was also very influential, and he always made himself available. Whenever you need to come to his room, give him a phone call. Anything you're dealing with, whether it's classes, whether it's running, or whether it's your faith in Jesus Christ. Mm, that's great to hear that you have those type of guys there for you. You know, listening to you talk, you can tell how excited you are about Scripture and how, as you read that part of David, where he loves the Scriptures, he meditates on it, and I suspect the same for you. Would you mind sharing with us how you first came to that point where you knew, you you know, you just realized you needed a Savior, so you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Can you tell us about the circumstances around that a little bit? Yeah, so throughout my whole junior year, I was I was reading Scripture every day, reading Scripture on a daily basis, wrestling with a lot of issues, because as you can imagine, coming from a more worldly perspective, a lot of the positions I had, say on gay marriage, on abortion, on gender fluidity, what I believed didn't necessarily coincide with what God was saying and His Word. So I had to wrestle with that a little bit, and do I try to twist the interpretation so it reconciles, or do I just submit myself to God's truth? And then I also, I had some uh, some immoral behaviors I was engaging in freshman year that also did not co- coincide well with God's truth. So sophomore and junior year, I was doing a lot of wrestling. And I found myself sophomore and junior year that I had, I had stopped engaging in those behaviors, but the desire was not wrong. It was not, the desire was still there. I had not abolished that desire yet. So it was actually June 2016 when I became a Christian. It's about 10 months ago now. And I can remember uh, one of my friends was texting me, and he was asking me for advice about wanting, wanting to do a certain sexual activity with his girlfriend and saying, well, the Bible doesn't say I can't, so that means I can, right? It was sort of getting back to McCullough v. Maryland yeah. for a second. So, and I was just thinking about the issue, and it kind of struck me that that wouldn't, it seems to be a, more of a heart issue than a textual issue at that point, that that doesn't seem like how a Christian would approach the issue if the Christian's a transformed person. What can I get away with versus how can I glorify God? And I remember reflecting on Galatians 2.20 at that point in time, furthering that idea that the Christians left his life, his or her life of sin and been born again in Jesus Christ. And Galatians 2.20, that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who, who died for me and loved me. So at that point, I kind of I think I fully realized what a Christian is that being a Christian isn't just about going to church or saying your prayers or singing the songs or tweeting the verses, but it's a transformed life where one has left his or her life of sin and been transformed in Jesus Christ, placing their faith in Jesus Christ. That's a great testimony. I, I love hearing people's testimonies, but uh, yours resonates with where so many young people are struggling today. I appreciate your sharing that. How can we pray for you? Yeah, so definitely with a little over a month until graduation, it's a big transition time coming up. Looking currently, adamantly looking for jobs right now, starting to look for apartments. I have a new new relationship on the horizon. So I would appreciate prayers for guidance and prayers for discerning God's will throughout this process of this transitionary period. Be glad to pray for you about that. Are you heading back to New Hampshire? Uh, my plan is actually to stay out in Rochester. I've The city of Rochester really has put a little bit of a special yearning in my heart. So that's the plan to stay out in the Rochester area. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We can use people like you, strong, faithful believers. 
Aaron, I want to thank you for joining us. I wish you all the best and continued success after graduation. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. That's Aaron Belomo joining us here on Beyond the Game. Aaron runs cross country and track and field for Roberts Wesleyan College. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program.